You're listening to the Complete Concussion Management Podcast with Dr. Cameron Marshall. Ask Concussion Doc is a show where we answer your questions about concussions, treatment, and rehabilitation to help practitioners better manage these injuries. Enjoy the show. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Ask Concussion Doc, episode number 48. We're looking for suggestions on what to do for episode 50. So if you have any good ideas, let us know so we can celebrate. Um, so for those of you that saw on Monday, I was uh, invited to be a guest on the Prehab Guys live uh, show. And that is also um, the audio from that is becoming a podcast. So for those that missed it, don't worry, you'll be able to catch that next week when it becomes uh, a podcast. We're going to put it up on SoundCloud and we're also going to put it up on our iTunes uh, podcast. Uh, I think it was a pretty great discussion. We talked about a number of different topics uh, from what is a concussion to various treatment options and things like that. So um, check that out for sure. Uh, we're getting back into answering uh, common questions from people that, we, that we've had come in. Uh, and so this week we have three questions to answer. For those of you that are listening, watching live, seeing us on YouTube, whatever it may be, uh, we're always looking for more questions. So be sure to just, if you have a question about concussion, just send it in and we throw it into the queue and we then will get to it at some point. So we're back into kind of answering viewer questions at this point. Uh, so today we have three questions. Question number one is how can you tell if you have a concussion? Question number two is how do you treat a concussion? That's a pretty broad question. So we'll see where I take that one. I haven't prepared for this at all. So we'll see where I go with it. And number three is how long does a concussion last? Again, that is a difficult question, but I'll do my best to answer it. Okay, without further ado, here we go. How can you tell if you have a concussion? The simplest explanation for this, um, the diagnostic criteria for concussion as it stands right now, um, according to some of the international consensus statements, is that a concussion is marked by having a mechanism of injury, meaning some sort of impact to the head, to the neck or the body or elsewhere on the body that causes an impulsive force to transmit up to the head. So if you have a mechanism of injury in which the head undergoes some sort of acceleration or deceleration or whipping motion back and forth, and like I said, that can be getting hit in the head or it could be getting hit in the body with enough force that your head whips back and forth. So you need to have a mechanism of injury, meaning there has to be some sort of impact or trauma. And then number two, you have to have a symptom, only one symptom is required technically to diagnose a concussion, and that should sh shortly follow the mechanism of injury itself. So for example, if you get hit and immediately you feel dizzy, nauseous, your ears may start ringing, you may have blurred vision, any one of those symptoms is indicative that a concussion uh, is likely to have occurred. So the main symptoms, there's 22 main symptoms and you can look this up if you look up what the symptoms of a concussion are and this will kind of go hand in hand with my explanation but 22 main symptoms and you only need one of them either sh uh, like shortly thereafter a mechanism of injury or even up to a day or two later if you start to have an onset of symptoms following a significant impact that could indicate a concussion. 
okay? So this could be headache, dizziness, ringing in the ears, blurred vision, nauseousness, confusion, uh, trouble remembering things, uh, mental fogginess, sleep difficulties, any of these things following a mechanism of injury is, you know, you should be highly suspicious of a concussion injury. So there, that's it for question number one. I think it's pretty easy. All right. Question number two, how do you treat a concussion? So according to um, the research that's out there, concussion is a treatable condition, um, which kind of goes against what we've used to thought is that you can't treat a concussion. But you can actually treat a concussion. In the acute stages, there isn't really much that can be done. So we can give things like dietary interventions to try and squash the inflammatory response that's happening, uh, trying to boost the energy levels that are currently low. So there's been some uh, research in animals looking at things like creatine supplementation, magnesium, fish oils, uh, antioxidants, uh, vitamin uh, C, vitamin D, vitamin E. Um, so there's a lot of things we can do from a pathophysiological perspective that are mostly dietary. The evidence on this, however, I will say is mostly only in animals. We don't have a lot of good human trials on this, but that's something that it's not going to hurt. And if we can throw some dietary interventions uh, at patients, that's what we'll typically do in those acute first stages. Other than that, it's trying to just navigate through the symptoms and trying to progressively increase your activity levels without provoking your symptoms to a significant degree. The old treatment for concussion used to be just to rest and do nothing. But rest and doing nothing actually turns out to be detrimental for people with concussion. So now the new theory or the new thought process is activity, but you don't want to do too much activity that A, puts you at risk for getting another concussion. So anything like contact sports and stuff, you should not be participating in. And B, you, you can do activities that don't provoke your symptoms to a significant degree, meaning that if you're just going to hang out at home and you have a headache, well, you might as well go to school as long as that headache doesn't substantially increase while being at school, okay? So that's the acute stages. Not much we can do other than just trying to navigate symptoms and try to do as much activity as we can without provoking symptoms to a significant degree. And we can also include things like dietary interventions. There's some preliminary evidence coming out that exercise in the early stages may be beneficial, but you have to do this in the proper way, meaning sub-symptom threshold. So the same way that I talked about going back to cognitive activity like school without having a, a, a provocation or provoking your symptoms to a significant degree, uh, exercise is the same way. So exercise in a mild way that's not going to provoke your symptoms to a significant degree is also potentially beneficial in the acute stages of recovery. When concussion becomes more treatable is in the chronic state. So patients that have had symptoms for 10 days or more and they're still not getting better uh, and they want to try and you know speed the process, that's when a lot of stuff can get done. And this is where a lot of the scientific evidence shows. Most studies are typically done on people that are symptomatic beyond that kind of 10 to 14 to 30 day period. So this is why we know more about it is just these are the people that end up in these studies. But the five main treatments for concussion are uh, number one, exercise in a sub-symptom threshold way. Number two is again, dietary interventions, but also um, 
controlling inflammation. So this could be anti-inflammatory medications perhaps. Um, and the other one that I lump into that category is also hormone imbalances. This stuff tends to show up in the really, really chronic people. So after like a year or more, if you've been suffering from symptoms, uh, hormones might be out of whack and it might be something to get checked and then maybe hormone replacement type therapies uh, might be of benefit for those people. Number three is treatment and rehabilitation for the visual system. Uh, so like vision therapy, going to a, a trained neurooptometrist that can give you some exercises to control eye movement, make sure that your eyes are moving together properly, make sure that you're able to focus properly on certain things. Um, that would be through vision therapy. I also include in that category of vestibular therapy. So vestibular is your balance systems. So the people that feel really dizzy and off. And the reason why I lump it in with eyes is because the two often kind of overlap and it's difficult to tell the difference between the two um, you know quite often so vestibular therapy would be something that would be performed by a vestibular physiotherapist or maybe even a chiropractor uh, i know in the u.s there's like chiropractic neurology which they deal a lot with the eyes and the vestibular system so those two components kind of tend to be uh, go hand in hand uh, the fourth one on that list is treatment of the neck so as I mentioned in the previous question, that concussion has a mechanism of injury, which is acceleration, meaning that the head and brain undergo acceleration and deceleration. Well, as the head moves back and forth, so does the neck. And whiplash injuries are also caused by acceleration and deceleration, but it's acceleration and deceleration of the neck, not the brain. But the symptoms of whiplash or neck injury or neck dysfunction are the same exact symptoms as you see in concussion. And actually I did this as part of my thesis when I was doing my sports med fellowship. Um, the, the research I was doing was comparing people with concussion to people with whiplash to try to see if there was a difference between them. And we could not find a single difference in their symptom presentation between these two groups, meaning that people with whiplash had mental fogginess, balance impairments, visual disturbances, cognitive difficulties, uh, headaches, uh, all these things. And so you start to realize that the neck can actually cause the same symptoms as injury to the brain. So when brain injury has resolved, the injury to the brain has resolved, you might still be left with lingering neck issues where a little bit of treatment, a little bit of rehab can significantly reduce those symptoms, provided you're going to somebody who's trained and knows how to find that stuff. Um, I've had a ton of patients myself where they said, oh yeah, I've been to a chiropractor, I've been to a physio, they've treated my neck, but yet I will find so much issue with their neck that when I start treating them, they're like, oh my God, this is so much different than what I actually was receiving before. So it really depends on who the practitioner is and what their skill set and knowledge base is surrounding concussion and the various um, functional deficits that can happen within the neck. Number five is the psychological intervention. So there's been a ton of research looking at cognitive behavioral therapy, but also other things that can be done more on your own, like guided meditation. So um, mindfulness-based meditation uh, has some pretty decent evidence coming out looking at people with persistent symptoms. So a lot of the symptoms of concussion are triggered by things like anxiety or mild depression, um, also just a misattribution of symptoms. A lot of times people will think that they're, they're much more impaired than they actually are and they're remembering what it was like and they can't really remember what it was like to be normal and trying to get back to this ideal that they've set for themselves 
is quite difficult. And so sometimes the mental health aspect of concussion, but also the recovery of concussion and how difficult the recovery can be for some people tends to weigh a lot on people and tends to keep symptoms around. So um, doing some sort of psychological intervention, um, I often will encourage my patients to go through talk therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, in extreme cases into psychiatry for medication and things like that. But um, so those are the are the main ways you can treat a concussion. So to summarize those five things again, uh, and there's more than five, but I've kind of categorized them to make it a little bit easier because they tend to fall on the same path. Number one is exercise in a sub-symptom threshold way. Number two is dietary interventions, anti-inflammatory medications, or hormones. Number three is visual system and vestibular system and rehabilitation, either through physiotherapist, chiropractor, or um, AT, OT. They all do this type of stuff in vision uh, therapy, optometry. Number, uh, where was I, four, neck. So treatment of your neck, again, this is gonna be manual therapy, uh, it's going to be rehabilitation, and this is often, most often done by chiropractor, physiotherapist, um, and other manual therapy types and rehabilitation professionals. And then number five is the psychological. And this could be anything from meditation to medication to talk therapy, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, that type of thing. So that's the summary for how you treat a concussion injury. And there's research coming out on this all the time, so this may evolve. Uh, this list may, it's going to continue to have things added to it as more research comes out to, to prove some of these things out. Uh, and finally, the last question is how long does a concussion last? That's a tricky one. It's different for everybody. Um, the injury itself from a pathophysiological process um, is also variable. So when you look at, what's the best way to explain this? Let's say this. You have, when an injury happens, you're going to have impairments to the metabolic process, meaning you get this really, really big drop in energy levels within the brain. That process in humans, at least from what we know from some of the spectroscopy studies that have been done, is about a two to six week, somewhere in there type process. Um, you also end up with blood flow impairments and impairments to the autonomic nervous system and some of these things that are a little bit more challenging to detect and test for. However, those have been found to linger in some people beyond that kind of six week period. And the treatment for that is exercise. So the symptoms of concussion and the concussion recovery are actually two kind of separate entities potentially because the overlap of conditions is such that the symptoms may be the same, the symptoms may still be there, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that is concussion. Concussion may have been the inciting event to create this whole host of issues. However, the brain itself may have recovered and you may be dealing with the whiplash that's lingering in the background or the visual deficit that's lingering there or the vestibular problem that's developed as a result. So. Concussion is different things to different people. So the injury of concussion itself in terms of the metabolic injury that happens, the pathophysiological process, that seems to be a fairly short duration piece, four to six weeks kind of thing. However, there's emerging research looking at this, getting into the kind of structural level that might suggest that some of these things might be lingering under the surface. They're just, we're still studying it, so we don't really know. 
the symptoms of concussion, about 70% or so of patients are going to be asymptomatic within that first three to four weeks. About 30% of people are going to go on to have persistent symptoms, meaning beyond that kind of four-week period. And as far as we know, those types of symptoms are the ones that are due to the things that um, we've mentioned before, blood flow, so exercise, visual vestibular, inflammation, psychological, uh, neck issues, that type of thing. So kind of to summarize all that, symptoms of concussion and the concussion itself are potentially two separate things. So the question of how long does a concussion last um, is, is kind of a difficult question to answer and I don't think we've quite figured it out yet, but uh, it could be anywhere from seven to 10 days worth of symptoms up to maybe a year of symptoms, maybe even longer in certain cases, uh, provided you're not getting the proper help. But with proper treatment, uh, concussion is a treatable thing and you can recover from it. And so um, it's a little bit difficult because everyone is different, but what I would encourage people that are kind of asking this question is to find a healthcare professional who's trained in concussion that can give you the full scope of all of these things and test for each of these things and try to put you on the right path and trajectory to make sure that you're recovering faster than you know you normally would without it. So that's how I would summarize that. Did any questions come in? Okay. Okay. Do you want me to just turn around? Okay. Anyone who's watching on Complete Concussions, you can switch over to Concussion Doc. Uh, anyone who's on YouTube, sorry, you're going to miss this. Anyone on the podcast, sorry, you're going to miss this. But if you want to tune in to us live on Wednesdays at noon, 12 p.m. Eastern, um, you can catch uh, us kind of doing question and answer as well um, along with this stuff. So. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Complete Concussion Management Podcast. If you like the show, please subscribe and let us know by leaving a review. Have questions about concussion management for future episodes? Submit them to our website, Facebook, or even Instagram. See you next time.